Welcome to Business and Investing with Grant and Charlie, where we are enhancing your complete set of skills to build wealth inside and outside your business. Chad, do you notice that I said that really slowly? I, I was actually like, is something wrong with you? Like, yeah. we're going to have to do this again? It's because people have been saying that they can't listen to it on two times speed because I speak so fast. <laughs> they have to like slow it down. And I'm like, ah, well, you know what else you don't need to slow down? I don't. Email and newsletter. You can read it at your own pace. Exactly. And we send it out twice a week, Mondays, Thursdays. Now, if you're sitting there going, Grant, I have no idea. Never heard you talk about newsletter. Not a surprise. I don't talk about it at all. Head over to businessandinvesting.com forward slash newsletter. Put in your name and email. And Charlie, not me, will let you know every single time we release one of these episodes and also share some revealing stories about himself. Charlie? I said that really quick, so now I just completely screwed everybody up. You know, I was thinking someone was like, yeah, I'm going to ramp it up. They put it on 2X and then you just destroyed them. Do you no, know what's I'm amazing? Just, I'm just this has come up multiple times in the Facebook group. How fast do you talk? <laughs> Let's cue this slower. It's Charlie here from Business and Investing, and I need to let you know that Grant, myself, and the Business and Investing team are in no way, shape, or form qualified to give you personal or specific financial advice. We strongly encourage you seek out and use professionals when you are making investment decisions or comparing investment products. All right, Grant, I'm not sure if these introductions are getting better or worse, but we're going to keep doing them. I feel like everyone just now just throws ideas to bring up <laughs> in the introduction. <laughs> The I will say it is upsetting where someone reaches out to me like that was the best intro you guys have done. I'm like, yeah, but what about the actual podcast, right? That's what we're here to do. And I, I, like, message, I'm like, I can't wait for the next intro. I'm like, what about the topics? I wonder oh. if there's anyone out there listening to these introductions. It's like, oh, I'm done now. I don't need to listen to the episode. It's probably like the most listened to part, the watch part. Ah, oh, well, <laughs> that's brilliant. Maybe I should go join a comedy circuit. They are getting funnier. Nah. I'll pay that. Yeah. Definitely not. Anyway, anyway, I want to bring up something. I, I had an experience in the last week, Grant. Uh, give it to me. Okay, so um, occasionally I share things on social media about uh, things I do in ad accounts. So I might, you know, build a TikTok campaign and then I'll post, hey, I made this and this is the result that comes from it. And uh, every now and again, someone will reach out to me and say, hey, can I like pay you to do a review of my ad account or can I, you know, how can I learn more or do you have a course or anything? Which no, I don't have a course. We should probably build a course. <laughs> no, I, I love the No, I don't. As if it's like so annoying for you to respond. To. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave that there. That was fantastic. Anyway, yeah. a, a guy reached out and he's like, I have an ad account. I would like for you to review. Can I pay you to review the account? Yep. And I said, sure, but you got to let me have a look at the account first because I need to be sure I can actually help you. Now, I am of the belief you should never take anyone's money if you're not sure you can actually deliver a result. Yes. So I always like to do a little bit of a review first. So he was gracious and gave me access to the account. I started going through it and like I identified some things which I believe can help this person a lot. Now, I've been running ads for about 10 years Seen a lot, been through a lot. Now, in this case, I'd actually run an account in the same niche. Amazing. Yeah, like you perfect. So, I was like, I know exactly some of the things that can work here. So, I went back to the guy and I'm like, I had a look through the account. 
I'm very confident I can help you. Like I, I know what to change in here. To which that person then projected all of their money issues on me. Really? Yeah. So I'm I'm watching them go through this. It's like, just remember, they've reached out to me and said, can you help? I've checked the account and said I can help. I said, I know I can help. And then all this money stuff come up for them. And right, and I'm going through this and I'm like, pass, pa- pass. I'm not, I'm not interested. <laughs> like, oh my God. Like that they couldn't afford to pay? Like just one level deeper for me. Like, what kind of money is you? Okay, so I gave them a price and yep. for which is for an hour call. Right. Yep, so yep, they're yep. booking in for an hour for me to go through the ad account and show them what to fix. Now, to be clear, um, the cost of the review is not cheap, right? An hour of my time to give someone this information isn't free totally. or even low price. Now, when the person received this price, that's the thing that triggered them. Interesting. So yep. what they started to do, which I'll just use an arbitrary number here. I won't give the real amount. If you want the real amount, you've got to message me privately, right? You've got to be on the email list. Reply back to the email yeah, list. Yeah, we'll yep, yep. do that's a drop it. there. But let's just say it was a thousand bucks. Right. So it's a thousand dollars for an hour of my time to do this. Noting if they act on the advice I would give them, they're gonna make hundred X on that in Easy. this account. So it's a good value return. Spend a thousand dollars, potentially a hundred thousand dollars of return. But for them, the idea of spending $1,000 and that being for an hour of my time was like they started going, well, I better get all these extra inclusions in it. You better be doing a follow-up and I want email support. And like I'm exaggerating for the point yeah, of the yeah, story totally. here. But get you. you get the idea. And I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm like, first off, I'm thinking what it's going to be like to sit on an hour call with this person if this is what they're already like. And I'm like, I'm not up for that. Totally. They're going to be sitting there trying to like squeeze every bit of juice out of it and want all these extras and like they because their perceivement of value is being just just grows there. Yep. Right? They're not at all thinking about hey Charlie knows something that can get me a hundred x return. Do you know what? If that takes five minutes, it's worth it. Mm-hmm. And it's like where do these things come from? And I looked into that and I'm like, this person doesn't seem to have an awareness that it's their money issues like their own beliefs around money, which are actually affecting their business in a way, in a huge way here. Now, to be clear, if that person had been great to deal with and got on the phone with me that day, they would have already made their money back and more. But they didn't because the money stuff had come in and affected their business in a huge way, huge. How interesting. And I guarantee you that they wouldn't have had that realisation at that time. Oh, can I go there? Yeah, yeah, totally. I called yeah. him out. I, no. What happened? Well, I mean, the perks of <gasps> my life at this stage. So, I mean, I say it enough on this podcast, but this is one of those moments where I sit there and go, do you know what? I'm financially independent. I don't have to do anything for money. There's no recourse here. <laughs> like, I don't need his money. So I'm like, can I be honest with you? Hey, wait, wait, wait. Do you, did you do the frame up of like, is this the relationship where like you'd rather me be honest or just tell Yeah, completely. I always do that with people. I never just throw it at them. I go, look, can I can I provide some honest feedback here? I think this yeah. would really help you. Yep. And I'm like, you've totally just brought all your money beliefs into this. Like you're projecting a huge amount of scarcity and fixedness through this. And I say, I'd really recommend. I'm like, you don't have to. It's just a suggestion. But here's a couple of podcasts that really helped me. Just ha- have a listen. This could be the difference for you because it was for me. Yeah. And I always frame it in that way because, well, this was my problem. Right? Why I'm so good at seeing this is because it was me. 
I've, I've felt that pain. I've had that pain. I've had that hold me back before. Do you acknowledge that your money mindset affected your business, Grant? Dude, my money mindset, my relationship with money has completely fucked my business and wealth at times. Like it's, it's yes. Completely. <laughs> it's like, yeah, even, even to the point like I, as I get older and like learn more about it, and look back, even when I thought I did it well, I'm still like, man, I totally could have done that better. <laughs> well, I'm not even convinced we're done yet. No, I I think this is the point you get to 70 and just go, wow, if only I knew this stuff when I was like 20. And it's just like you've just had the journey. You've just had to go down the journey. All right. So I'm gonna, I thought what would be awesome in this episode because I'm, I'm not sitting here on some like, you know, preacher stand going, you know, I did this perfectly. Like the reality of getting to where I've gotten today and I suspect for you as well, Grant, is like you have to work on this stuff. Totally. So I wanted to bring people on the journey and help them understand some of this money mindset stuff, which kind of shits me because it gets bucketed in the woo-woo category. You know, you just got to believe in yourself, Grant. That's the secret. But is it like the only time you can get through it is you've realised that you got daddy issues? Thanks, Tony Robbins. Like (laughs) it always like – and then everyone's just like gets – as it gets – bucketed in this concept and it's like what it's it's fascinating anyway can we unpack some of this i would love to unpack some of this this is is a big episode all right it's gonna be a big one and just fair warning probably gonna be two parts it's gonna be long (laughs) which means it's probably gonna be three parts (laughs) well considering it's taking us 11 minutes to get to here it's gonna be long (laughs) (laughs) yes all right so after this endeavor i'm reflecting on like what were the things for me so i'm gonna go there now I had this moment where I realized that I had terrible money issues, terrible. And I'm going to go through that now. Um, I joined a mastermind many years ago, which was a fantastic mastermind, and they used to run quarterly events. So every quarter we would meet up in different parts of the country and like get together and like they're really awesome events, honestly, really great business events. However, the way I used to approach them was a little bit messed up. So- When, let's say, there was an event in Sydney, which this one was, I would literally spend hours trying to find the cheapest flights and the cheapest hotel room. I was literally such a tight ass that I would never even stay at the hotel the event was at. So at this particular event, I actually, instead of getting a hotel, found a friend that I wanted to catch up with Not really, right, but I had contacted them to see if I could basically sleep on a couch or in a spare room so that I could go to this event. So let's just unpack that a little bit first. It's already starting off good, Charlie. (laughs) Well, I I want to be clear on this. I'll bet you there's someone listening right now that recently travelled and they looked for cheap flights. Totally. They were like, where's the cheapest accommodation? And they sit there and they try and go, well, I'm willing to spend this much and they try and find it. Not realising this is bunny mindset. This is the money mindset stuff. Like for someone else, they just pick the flight. They just fly Qantas. They just like whatever it is. They don't spend the time in this phase of trying to do it cheap. Yep. And that's what I was doing. Right. And what's really poor form and even think about here is like, can, can we just look at that? I literally contacted someone that I didn't want to see or spend time with and use them for free accommodation. Yes. What a mindset. <laughs> wow. I guess. Hey. I guess it helped with networking. Like you had to try your salesmanship. <laughs> Maybe. All right. So I get to this event eventually, and cheaply, by the way. Very cheaply by the salesman. 
Yeah, so I'm like, wow. I've, and again, this is the I'm, I think I'm killing it. I found a way to get to this event cheap, stay for free, utilize the hotel facilities while I'm there, and get home. I'm like, winning, red not eye, winning. Some, some red eye flights here and there, just like yep, cool. in early, in out late, chorus, all of that. Yeah, right. I'm I'm making use of uh, the free food at the event and just <laughs> drinking when I go out for dinner. Take the doggy bag. <laughs> uh, I won't go that far, but it's like you get, you're getting the point of like, you know, how I'm approaching this thing. But th- this is the part that really affected me. Um, everyone else at this particular time when I stayed at this event, right? So when I was, oh, sorry, when I was at this mastermind, I didn't stay at that one. But it's like when I was at this mastermind, what ultimately got me was people would ask, oh, are you staying at the hotel? And then what I would do is go, oh, look, I really wanted to catch up with a friend in Sydney. So I'm actually staying at their place. Yeah, the excuse. Yeah, so do you know what got me? I would lie. I'm literally lying to people at this event saying to them that I wanted to catch up with this friend when I didn't. I wanted to be at the hotel with that. And after doing it, like, because there was probably about 20 people at this mastermind upon reflection, maybe a little bit more to be honest, Um, but upon having to tell that lie like 10 times, I'm like, I'm a fucking liar. And I considered myself an ethical person. I'm impressed you realised that. It would have been so easy to gloss over that and just convinced yourself that you wanted to see the friend. We'll definitely be going more deeply into people (laughs) that do that today, right, because it's easy to convince yourself in that thing. But I suspect it was because I had to say it so many times. Yeah. I really do. I think it's because it was like so repeatable and it was like building up. Like if it was just once, it probably wouldn't have hit home in the same way. Totally. totally. So I'm uh, I've, the event was fantastic. The realisation hits me that, Charlie, you actually missed out on networking opportunities because you had to do all this travel to your friend's place there and back. You didn't get an ROI on this event. Yeah. If you spent one extra hour at the you know facility with all the other business owners or had breakfast with someone at the hotel instead of being travelling, you would have got a much better result. But instead, your money mindset here and your beliefs around money, you, you were worse off and a liar. Mm. So I'm like, I will admit here, on the plane ride home, I was beating the shit out of myself, right, mentally and, and everything like that, having this realisation. And um, it, w- it was a moment where I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Do you honestly think that if you keep doing like this, this is going to get you to the success you want in life? Like, is this what the guys that are killing it are doing? Because sure enough, like the other business owners at this event that are doing well, notably we might have some other closet people like myself with money issues, but they stayed at the hotel. They, had they got together. nice flights. Yeah. They, they won it in a different way. Mm. And it um let out this huge exploratory journey for me like that was the inflection point like that was the moment where i go where did this come from man i'm just i'm pausing to just to absorb that because it <laughs> here you go a story very similar to that so uh someone that we knew ran an event in the philippines uh actually no screw it, i'll say his name chris ducker it was awesome so we're bringing him in so chris ducker ran this killer event called tropical think tank in the philippines uh, and I got no idea if I could share this or not, so I'm sharing it anyway. Uh, I lived in the same city that this event was at. So people were flying across the world to go and it was like Lewis Howes was there and John Lee Dumas and stuff like that. And it was like, I don't remember what it was, like five grand a ticket. Dude, I helped 
Chris Ducker out with a whole heap of things in his business that I helped him build some marketing materials and websites and stuff in exchange for a free ticket to go. Ooh, I feel like we're going to need to unpack this at some point on this episode, Grant. <laughs> yeah, I did. And then it was just coincidentally that it was like around the corner from my apartment. And so then like I didn't stay there the first night. I, I think I stayed there like two or three nights out of like the five or something. <laughs> and so I'm like, oh, yeah, great. So I could completely concur with what you're saying because I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll go and spend my time to go and make up instead of buying the ticket. So I did all these things for him, which it just would have been easy for me to pay the ticket, take me less time just to pay for the ticket to do the stuff, just because I'm like, would I get a return on this? It doesn't make logical sense, right? No, the logic didn't. doesn't sit there. So if my and just bringing it back to that example, right? I suspect you were making good money at this time. You I was. could have just spent the time elsewhere and probably made the money to buy a ticket in equivalence. I don't. But agree. yet you did that because of money mindset. You Come brought on. in a belief about money from some sort of past experience to get value in the way you see fit. Yep. Now, this works for and against us in a whole bunch of ways. Like people bring forth good money experiences as well and they do it again. Okay. So, again, like someone might get a really good win in uh, buying an investment property. I say might, not financial advice. Not everyone makes money in property, rah, rah, rah. But it's like if someone has that experience of getting a good financial result by investing in property, what do they do? More. Do it again. Yep. Like that's Repeat. like exactly. And like this is fundamentally affecting us in a way. Can I dig deeper? All right, let's do it. Dig deeper. All right. So I get home from Sydney. I'm like just feeling shit about myself even further. Like I'm just like the punching bag, like you would not believe, didn't get better. Yep. Like I'm, I'm laying awake at night. I'm looking at, and I eventually come to this conclusion. I don't even know how. It's like you're not that special. There's someone out there that's had money issues and gotten over it. Find them, pay them, work it out because it's very apparent that if you keep dragging these money issues into the rest of the things you're doing in business, this, this isn't going to work. Yep. This isn't going to work. Um, so upon, and we'll cover this later on the what exactly went down with the money stuff that I worked on, which helped me immensely today. But the big discovery uh, for me in this was that it was all the money experiences I had growing up that brought it into here. Now, I have told this story on the podcast before, but I'll tell it again. Like uh, my father had a workplace accident when I was in about grade six. And uh, because of that, he ended up losing his business and ultimately uh, filing for bankruptcy. And ultimately, it was the reason my parents got divorced. Right, So what a moment, right? Absolutely destroyed the house. Yeah. So my experience with money around, you know, going through a bankruptcy here, money being scarce, like I've seen real money shit. A lot of people haven't, but I took that experience of my youth of growing up with those types of beliefs and then I was running my business using that set of beliefs. So what is, do you want to know what that looks like in business? I'm so curious of like how you actually realized it. But yes, how did, yeah, well, how with, did it look With like help is how I realized it. Yeah, I, I didn't realize it. The reality was I was so embarrassed and felt so shit about myself from that Sydney event that as it was too painful to stay like that, that it forced action. That's wow. what happens to people. People have moments when it's like it's so painful they do something. Yeah. All right, how to show up in the business. Are you ready? Lay right. down. Number one, right, because I'm scared of money and terrified with it, I, I avoid all debt at all times. I wouldn't use any debt. I wouldn't use a credit card. I paid everything off. I'm, I'm running it. So even if there was a good opportunity to invest in my business, I'm not taking it. Yep. Second off, I would resist hiring staff. Because that's a, that's a cost grant. Yeah. 
right? The third thing is like I wouldn't pay for like plugins or tools. I would look for free versions of everything, even if it took hours more to use the free version. We've got so many similarities in life, but yes, continue. <laughs> well, the symptoms can show up the same, right? Totally. This is the thing. I think for a lot of business owners, they're, um, or even yourself in now and people listening to this, you may have degrees of this. Like have you ever gone out to a restaurant and like you open it up and you go, I want a steak and you scroll down the menu and chicken. you can see the price and then like chicken sounds fantastic. Chicken sounds fantastic. I wanted a salad. <laughs> the money stuff we bring into it. Totally. Yeah. So like if you believe money is scarce, you behave very differently with it than if you believe you're going to do in other things. So this like kid who's very scared of money runs a business like this is the stuff that's going to unfold. And then the real issues that come with that is like you don't recognize how much it stifles your business. Amazing. Yeah. Like I was on the internet when Google AdWords was two cents a click but didn't take advantage of it because I was scared of money. I had great people that I had the opportunity to hire but I wouldn't hire them because I was like, oh, I'm not going to hire the $80,000 a year employee. I'm going to try and find someone who will do it for 50. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm not going to invest in the growth of this business or doing things like in that way. I'm just going to resist it. And if you compound that for years, think of the opportunity cost. Yeah. Why would I Why would I go and chase some big opportunity when I'm just looking for some kind of certainty? Like, why invest in growing that component when I don't know if I'm certain that it's going to actually grow into it? Completely. Mm. Did you do this one? Did you ever like? I hate saying this one and I I, I really don't like it because like I think it's a character thing in, in there. Did you ever get logins to a course that you didn't pay for? I played the fifth. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, dude, I would get I'd get links to Dropbox courses like that other people have got to go and download them. I'd get logins to access to other things. Like it was and it it was funny because it was so almost like someone would mention that they've got a course. It didn't matter what it was. I'm like, yeah, cool, no worries at all. I'm, I'm interested. So, yeah, it was so almost- that, is, that is like IP theft, right? We, we, we can acknowledge that isn't the right thing to do. Aware. And I feel so shit about some of those ones. <laughs> and do you know what? Since went back and actually paid for services and courses from people because of that. Because like, it's not right. With, I did the same with books. And I so I got PDFs of books and I actually went and bought them all physical and Kindle because I felt terrible about it. Like there, there were some... And it's, it's so interesting because at the time it feels justified. You know what I mean? Like at the time when you're running the business, you're like, no, this is what I need to do. This is how I'm going to get through it. Oh, can we stop there for a second? Yeah. So if you really believe there's not enough money and you having the information in that course is literally your survival. If I just got this course, I'll, you know, like I won't go bankrupt. Of course you feel justified. Totally. But this is the thing. Yeah. It's like the whole stealing, is it if your family is starving and you steal a loaf of bread, is it really stealing? Is it really theft? Yeah. yeah it's, I, it's so easy to convince yourself that it's not, right? But it's so easy uh, to I bet it is. No, but totally, totally. And it's because it's like, well, to your loaf of bread situation, it's like, well, I have to eat, I have to be successful and this is how it is, right? It's um, same with like free advice. It's like how, do you, how can I ask some really good questions to go and get some free advice from people? Um, as opposed to actually just paying for the advice, similar to your story at the start of the episode, which is like, hey, Charlie, this is my problem. Can you solve it? Yeah, you're going to have to pay for it. Okay, cool, no worries at all. I'll respect it more. Um, the one thing I would just put on top of that as well, and how many friends, and I just might have gone to a weed school, like how many of your friends did their parents help them buy a car, like their first car? 
All right, uh, this is where the uh, private school privilege is coming in a little bit. I saw a lot of that. <laughs> <laughs> so I saw a lot of that. I had like a good friend of mine got given a skyline and I had to go and buy my car. Damn. Yeah, totally. Given a skyline. Totally. Man, my car, I went and bought it on debt, spotless. Fucking, I, I cleaned that thing like three times a week. Like this thing would never have a piece of dirt in it. And my mate Skyline was like just trashed, like scratches and all these things. And I'm just like, when you're giving it for free, you respect it as free. Like, but when you pay for it, you re- you respect it like you paid for it. And I feel it's the same with advice. Oh, let's unpack that a little bit further because I, I have some – I still think this comes back to money mindset. And it does. Like, it really, totally. really does. So before we go any further, I feel like I've been on, on the um, soapbox a little bit, but hopefully you've enjoyed Did that. I totally have. This is uh, like – I'm like, I just want to keep poking you just to keep getting you to go deeper. Well, you can. I've developed myself now, Grant, where I'm, 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 I'm comfortable with sharing these things. Totally. I don't have to hide it. I can just let it all out into the world. Like, I'm, I'm good. Um, and I also think it would be really helpful because if I never connected the dot, and I hope there's someone listening to this right now where it's like, hang on, there's been experiences in my life that have happened, which of them I've dragged into, particularly around money in here, dragged into the way I'm running my business. This might actually be the thing that's holding it back totally, in a huge way. That's also very likely. Now, Grant, you're not immune to this. I suspect oh. we've got some things here for you as well. Do Wait, we we're not? Shine the spotlight back on me. <laughs> so, it, but enough to pull on that that business straw. Like I had some similar symptoms. Uh, how many times in that business did you try and solve it yourself, Charlie? So I've got interesting beliefs, and this is why I'm so int- uh, intrigued by your story because our our things are very different. So, just to bring this into context here, because I feel it is important. I thought that people with money issues would all have like bankruptcies in their history or like really severe events like I have. And not everyone has that. Yet it was surprising how common money issues are for people. So the really big insight I've had since going through this is like it could simply be something very minute in your past that's affected you in a big way. Right? You might have saw an overdue new, um, notice given to your parents on a credit card and that might have formed your belief or, around money. Or someone crying or something. Yeah, wholeheartedly, right? So it's like I found it very, very interesting that it's like the severity of the event isn't necessarily tied to what we make of it. Totally. Are you ready for me to unpack some things? So I'll yeah, be doing- well, that's why I want the context here. You <laughs> so didn't be- have a bankruptcy like this. Our experience, now just to go back to that other point, the paid advice thing, um, I've always done I did apprenticeships, Yep. right? So for me, when, like I did a plumbing apprenticeship, you went to uni. Now, uni, you don't pay for in the same way because there's hex, right, Correct. where in apprenticeships um, you learn from a mentor. That's yep. the model. So I've always biased towards, oh, that's how you do it. You learn from a mentor. I'm biased to books and education. <laughs> Wonder why. Again, things coming from our youth. Not to turn this into a personal development podcast, but we're not far off. All right, Charlie, I had a similar story where uh, instead of looking at people in a hotel and Thinking about it that way, uh, my wife looked at me in the face and said, when are you actually going to be focusing in on the wealth of our family instead of playing business games? Betcha that was a fun day. Dude, it's still it's Every time it's funny, every single time that I mention it, like genuinely like just chokes me up. Knife in the heart. That's uh, kind well, of even it. your tone has changed. And I'm sure if you <laughs> listen back to this episode, you would see my tone changed at a certain point. Completely. 
Yeah, Definitely. like past experiences, like we, we hold them inside us. So in your case here, and again, we're going to go deep and meaningful. Totally. Like, dude, isn't the whole reason we do business is to provide for our families? Definitely. Well, it, it, it was actually, it was this sobering moment for me because everything up until that moment, like I could manage my own expectations. But when I had a family, it's like, no, it's either you need money or you're going to die alone. <laughs> and it's like... Ah, uh, shit. Okay, I have to. I have to change on this one, and that was this huge break in the chain for me. That was going from a business owner that can make money, but even to that, we'll unpack that at a later day, at a later point. Um, of just going, well, now everything just needs to change. The way that you approach what, the way you have been approaching money, just needs to fundamentally change. And it actually sent me down a path of looking at, well, why the hell? Because I realized I needed to know what was wrong in order for me to go and fix it. And so then I had to look in the past. Pain moments are like really valuable, right? It's, it, they suck at the time, don't get me wrong, but it's like when you reach a threshold of pain in your environment or like for me it was the Sydney event where I, felt I was disgraced and embarrassed by telling these lies and the ways I was behaving. It's like in your case here to be confronted in the idea that you're a business owner that isn't looking after his wife which to be clear, you are, right? Hazel, you know, you're going to listen to this podcast as now well. Now she is. <laughs> to be confronted with that idea, like huge pain. You yeah. often hear ones as well, like where people will have like a death in the family. Oh, and then they, yeah, yeah. And then, and then they, they change. Reaction. Yeah. yeah, or other ones is like the birth of a child. So that absolutely happened for me, by the way, is like when Jack was born, it was suddenly like, well, you have to get your shit together. Yeah. I know someone who broke their back and that was like the big change. Inflection moments, yeah. like they're incredibly powerful and lead to big change because that's the moment when we're ready to like confront these past things. We wouldn't be if things were okay. But um, let's go back into it. So what did you find? Like you've had this moment, you've gone through these like Grant's whole uh, manhood and worth is being questioned. No, I'm just shooting yes. you. No, it, it definitely well, it definitely has. and That's what it feels like. Well, because some set up to this and you've known me for way too long. Did I spend a lot of time improving myself only to recognize that where I've improved myself was like fucking wrong. <laughs> like the way that I did, the way that I had approached it was, uh, and this comes back to some things from childhood and all those kind of stuff, which I'll also uncover. I essentially had just decreased my expectations and my goals. And then what I did was all of my learnings of like, how do I get better through like Joe Dispenza, Tony Robbins and all that kind of stuff were just, I'm like, oh, yeah, I just want less now, Charlie. So it's really easy for whatever they provide for me to achieve that. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my gosh. Now looking back, I'm like, I just wasted all this time of really trying to improve myself. And it wasn't until Hazel looking at me in the eyes that I'm just like, shit, what am I actually masking here? What is the genuine thing that I'm not trying to answer? Uh, do you want me to get, dive into that two of the things that I'd realized? Yeah, I want to go back. I want to know where Grant's <laughs> beliefs came from here. All right, <clears throat> cool. So coming from a family where like we never spoke about money, it was hidden. Like it was, it was like a taboo topic, but there were like little remnants of it like that I just kind of pieced together through what I observed. And like thinking back, there are moments that, you know, when you think back and then you just have these moments and you don't know how to interpret them and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, wow, now I know how to interpret them. Yeah. This is it, Charlie. So uh, one of the first ones was my mum had to go and start working again. She was a stay-at-home mum 
And then all of a sudden she had to go to work because work was the way that we generated money. <laughs> so all of a sudden it's like, ah, oh, why is that? Okay, work equals money creation. Got it. No worries at all. Can I ask a question here? Do it. Was there ever any explanation of why mum's going back to work or did you just draw your own conclusion? It was mum enjoys at being a teacher. Did you so, believe that? Funnily enough, if you had have asked me before this moment with Hazel, yes. <laughs> After that, no. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay, so because there's legitimate reasons. Like I'll, I'll give you this now. is like Bianca doesn't have to work, right? Yep. We're, we're good. She chooses to do some things so she doesn't go insane with a toddler. But it well, would be very easy to draw. Like that's the real reason. The other reason is that, or oh, we need the money. It'd be easy for someone who's observing it to go, well, Bianca had to go back to work because there's financial constraint. So like in your case here is like your mum legitimately, and do you know what? I actually think this might be the real reason, sick of putting up with your shit. <laughs> I was going to get that, away. That was a, that was a bit, bit of a joke. <laughs> no, but she legitimately might love it or legitimately wanted to stimulate her mind or have other activities in her life. But you, you'll never guess what my main goal right now is, Charlie. Lay down. For Hazel not to work because she's going to become the mum of the kids. Dun, dun, dun. Where do you reckon that came from? Your dad? <laughs> yeah, totally. Or your parents, I should say. Totally it may not parents. have been. I, I was the same. I was raised in a home uh, pre my father's accident where my mum didn't work. So then we build up this belief that that's what a family should look like with a stay-at-home mom. I actually know many business owners, um, male and female, that are looking for the same in one way or another. Like a lot of what they do is to provide when they have kids that they can look after them. Hands hands up me as well. Completely. All right, coming back to you though, let's let's psychoanalyze Grant. I love this game. (laughs) We can do more episodes on this. So that was was one of the first ones, which- No, 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 we're not done here. (laughs) All right, so no one explicitly told you why mum's going back to work. No, like this, it, it was not an obvious thing. And right. it, but what did you draw the conclusion as that it's for money? Then it completely, you have to. So we were, and it's funny because upon reflection, so at the time, like all the cars were like secondhand cars, um, like the house that we were in, like was not really sort of close to the center of like the township or anything like that. Like we had to drive like twenty five minutes to get to school. Um, dad traveled an hour and 30 minutes to get to work and stuff like it was like okay this is interesting only upon like serious reflection so you've got to remember like all of these things sit in my subconscious of just going oh well this is just how it is charlie so then uh continuing on uh, looking back at my childhood and and again like i i say all of these things it's been very confronting for me because like i thoroughly love my parents and like they're still together and they've done everything they possibly can and it's, it's been this challenge for me to look back and go, well, there are things that have happened and what they've done that's actually set me up to have a completely different money mindset. Right? Oh, can I touch that? And hence why I'm bringing it up because that was – that second I broke through that, which is it's not a reflection of them as human beings. It's a, like a, a completely different component. That was just like, oh, now I've just separated the two. All right, what about this? What if they didn't do anything, you did it? it totally. Oh, it, that's the magic my interpretation of a situation because again and this comes back to it, like i was looking at the situation it's like no one nobody came out and said a thing can you go back and ask mum why she really went back to work have you ever followed up on that or asked her in hindsight did, like did they need the money they needed the money 
<laughs> All right, well, the, I mean, there was some, uh, at least you found that to be true in Merit, it, but it's like, well, it's easy for it not to be as well. Totally. Uh, and then they were like, so then they needed the money, then they paid off the house, and then they punched it into super so they could have a decent retirement. Like, it was like the whole game that they played was like, it makes complete sense. But as a as a child, looking upon these things, it's like, okay, well, mum's going back to work. The, the interesting thing as a kid, we also, like, I had hand-me-downs. So I got, like, my brother's, like, casual clothes. Um, I, I still got some of my own clothes. Um, school uniforms, I got their hand-me-down, like, blazers and stuff like that. So everything was always, like, a little bit too big or, like, a little bit too small or something like that. Was, I was, like, trying to, like, squeeze into them. Um, another, like, interesting thing, and these are observations that I had, was at our high school um, – <laughs> It's, it's going to sound terrible for me saying like you had to have a laptop when you went through our high school. We were one of like the first ones in Australia to do it and it was just that time. Uh, and during your high school tenure, you would replace your laptop halfway through. So you get one when you go into year seven and you'd get a new one in like year 10 to go into VCE. I had my first laptop the whole way through and like I'd never really, really reflected on like why. And obviously it had this scarcity mindset that had kind of kicked into the back of my mind. Because inadvertently, I had just accepted and dealt with it. So I stopped taking my laptop to school and I would like write on a piece of paper. I would stop wearing my blazer to school because it was a hand-me-down. It would have like a little bit of tattered things. And so I would actually adapt to my environment because I'm like, well, there's just, there are these, just these different situations that I'm just like, it's easier for me to adapt and try and hide it than it is to like confront it and do something about it. And That's so, the things we do. Like that is exactly the same as me staying at the friend's place in Sydney. Definitely. I, I'm asking it. I don't want to be um, in, in one way or another. So Grant's upbringing, even though there wasn't like a, a disastrous event like myself, or I should say an impact event, really, you know, we'll come back and touch on that at another point. See how it's like very different experiences can create scarcity. Totally. Can we well, fast forward a little bit now though? Let's do it. So Grant's had this like um, series of experiences where he's formed his money mindset and beliefs around money. How did that show up in business for you? Like when we fast forward. Okay. So uh, one of the first things that I did, I where I love that you're already starting to smirk and laugh. It's, isn't it funny the, when you look at this, these things in your early business? It's hilarious. Uh, just the reflection back. Um, upon reflection, so quite a few things happened. Uh, the first one was just a downgrading in goals. So instead of having like big goals of like generating cash every month or like things like that, I would actually just downgrade them. And I lent heavy into this concept of like minimalism, Buddhist style. And like, so then what I was trying to focus in on was going, okay, well, how can I just play to like an, an employee mindset was kind of the approach I was taking. So similar for to you, like it, this showed up into business where like my laptop, <laughs> my computer, it, I had a desktop that I bought when I was a teenager. That thing lasted me a very long time. <laughs> when I was yeah, dude. Uh, and then funnily enough, I'll just like tweak and upgrade it as opposed to like just buying a new one. Like this thing was on its last legs and I'm just like, no, 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 she's fine. She's fine. Dude, uh, it's so funny upon reflection. Other things in business is similar to yourself. Like I would look to try and get like free courses or like free advice and things like that. Again, because I had this like scarcity. It was like I was like, it's almost like I wasn't worth it. Did you it was, Did you ever do this one? Did you ever get like a, a 
an address even though you were working from home because you didn't want people to see that you're working from home? I plead the fifth. <laughs> or, or, or a phone was, number, like a redirect? Dude, the I, I put my accountant's address without asking his permission because <laughs> it was just the better, but the better approach. Uh, totally, Can I tell funny. you one more? I literally went and got a P.O. box in a different suburb that was more affluent than the one I was living in, that just so people thought that's where I was. It's fantastic. Uh, did you did you get the business cards? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> did, I looked corporate and professional as shit. Totally, dude. I got the I got the landline phone number that went to like a, a virtual answering service, and then I had like the physical address and on the website and stuff. It was funny. I I cared more about playing some kind of like outward status game than actually running the business, especially at the start. Like it was like it was horrific. Upon reflection then, did you underinvest in your business because you thought money was scarce because of what happened in your youth? Totally. But it was really interesting. Like, So the answer is yes, but it was almost that, well, the only way that I can solve this is do it myself as well. So I'd have problems and and I I would just muscle my way through it. It would be on me to solve it. Instead of like paying for help, for example, from that. So you went DIYer. Dude, my first, like, and this is what I always joke about it. Like, I've unfortunately learned business through the school of hard knocks, where I'm like, it is the worst way to go. Like, this, and it all comes back to all this money mindset concept. It's just, it takes so much longer, and you get, you have so many more whips on the back. Like, the amount of times that I've, like, maybe I just shouldn't be a business owner. Funnily enough, I still remember one of, one of the happiest times in business was actually when I, I felt like a security, as if it was like, a salary, like an employee. Like that was this, dude, it was like this weird thing. And I, I don't know, it can't, it did it. Oh, no, we know I do exactly know. where it comes I know. From. <laughs> Let me guess. Wait, for ready for it? Wait, 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 wait. wait. Dad. <laughs> Cheers, totally. buddy. <laughs> totally. And so my, and it was funny because when I started a business, I had this, I'm like, what's the perception of good? Like what is a good income to make in from your business? And it was like my dad's salary was exactly what came in. <laughs> It was, did anyone say like that six-figure amount? Nope. Who put that in there, Charlie? I got no idea. We drag it through. Yeah, totally. And so, yeah, it was, it was quite interesting. And, and it was, I'm just going to share this one other point. One of the biggest realizations that this was coming through was when one of the companies that I started recruited my brother full-time to be like a, a tech lead. And my dad pulled me aside and he's just like, are you sure the business is stable enough and can afford to pay your brother because you're dealing with his livelihood? And I'm like, yeah, this is, this is him coming through now. And that was, that was like this big epiphany moment of me just going, okay, this is, this is representative of his money mindset versus mine and where he's at versus where I'm at. Like he's looking for a career. I'm looking for like a business owner. All right, can we unpack something in demographics now? Let's do it. So think of your dad's dad. He lived through a war, mm-hmm. right? So can you see that for the people that were um, around for World War II or anything of that nature, like they wanted safety and security. because that's, Yeah, so like you find a lot of uh, baby boomers as a demographic, like which even the name says it because the baby boomers are all the babies born after the war Right, that's what the boom was. Everyone came home from the war and had kids. Yep. Right. So then all their kids inherited that set of beliefs 
unknowingly from like, you know, this type of thing, which is like the whole get a secure job thing. That's where it came from because that's what they wanted for their kids. Can I share one more thing that I did as a sibling of this? So in Grant's infinite search for certainty in a world of business, which is completely contradictory and sounds idiotic as I say it, I would constantly start new businesses when one seemed to get hard or tough because I'm like, this is the way I'm going to create certainty. I could see some flawed thinking there. No, totally, dude, totally it's flawed thinking because upon looking at it, I'm like, why did I continue to jump? And it's this this idea of like creating some kind of certainty. because, And it's probably because I had so much uncertainty in the business that I was like craving something certain and that, oh, well, this has got so much uncertainty. There must be some more certainty in a different business or a different business model, Charlie. And so it was almost like this jump from one to another uh, when in actual fact it was just me and my mindset trying to clam onto like salaried employee. Like it's like, no, dude, you're not operating like a business owner. You're looking to be an employee. Like is that really what you're hunting for? Can we go back a second and uh, I want to know, how did you feel when your dad pulled you up on employing your brother? Did it it give you any doubt? I was So first knee-jerk reaction was like offended. (laughs) Second knee-jerk reaction was, oh, shit, I really need to like think about this. And then I'm like, no, like I know this is the right thing for him, right thing for me, this is, and the right thing for the entire business. And I'm like, you know what, this is, and that's when, I'd realize I'm like, well, this is just dad's perception of going, that's where I need my children to be. I need my children to be set up secure. And the way that I see that is a job. And if my one of my sons is now creating uncertainty for another one, that's not right for me. It's interesting because dad was probably well-meaning there. Like he just wants you and your brother to be safe. Well, right, for more but- context, my dad worked in the same job for 40 years. Well, he was safe. <laughs> totally. He was like safe as houses. It- but when I look at that, right, from, you know, the outsider's perspective here, so dad's well-meaning, he comes in and says something because he wants you and your brother to be safe. That's yes. what he's concerned for is like your safety and security. Grant's telling dad that he is employing the brother thinking dad will be proud with me, proud of Completely. me. Going, dad, look, I'm looking after another brother, doing something for the team, the family. Look at the success I got, right? Yeah. Dad shoots that down. Boom. Totally. Right, Grant like is like takes the hit, then confidence and in what he's doing. Just you know, can I really you know can we afford? Is this stable for my brother? Totally, dude. I yes, that hung around with me for like six months after. This is where the whole idea of like how influential our parents are over us, right? Like if I, if someone else said that to you, like if a random on the street come up to you and said like, "Hey man, you sure you should be employing your brother?" Get stuffed again. Like- exactly right. <laughs> Yeah, got to be careful of these parents. They've got a lot of power and they don't know it. But it also came back to this point of like, and I don't know, I think for me personally, one of the things that I really want from my dad is to like to genuinely be proud of me, of what I've accomplished and what I've achieved and things. But for them, him to like second question it, dude, I was just like, that was like a cut deep. I'm like, come on, like, do you trust me or do you not trust me? You have built this beast. Come on, like, go, I'm proud of you. This is going to be impressive and just support it. Deep. <laughs> Dude, it was like, so. Well, we've hit all of these. We've got like, is dad proud of me? Am I provider <laughs> for my wife? Dude, and scarcity of money. Like, this is what makes this such a complex thing to, and I appreciate you sharing and I'm sure the podcast fans will as well because like it's huge, huge impacts on our lives. 
and I think I think the, the biggest sort of key thing for myself was that I just masked those symptoms. I just masked it for so long and I was so happy with masking it. And it was like to the point that I was just delusional of just going, oh, yeah. Like it was just this, it was just like, I, yeah, I just brought everything else. Instead of increasing my capacity, my ability, I just brought everything else down to a level where I found it acceptable. I'm like, yeah, I can achieve that. No worries at all. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Let's break it up. I'm jumping in. I'm recording this after the episode. It turns out Charlie and I can keep talking. So I'm going to have to split this episode into two parts. So if you would like it to continue listening to us, be sure that you are on the newsletter because we will let you know when part trois is dropped. So head over to businessandinvesting.com forward slash newsletter, put in your name and email, and we'll notify you when that drops. Uh, Again, this is a long episode, but value packed. So make sure that you are on the newsletter and get informed every single time that we release one of these episodes. Just want to say thank you very much. And we look forward to catching you on the next episode of Business and Investing.